0: WCSM's General Store is brought to you by Christine Flynn, your local farmer's insurance agent. Orion Saft, the AME Group, for all your technical needs. And Buy Now Closeouts, your local discount retailer. WCSM is recorded at 70X7 Studio.
1: Hello, hello! Hey. Welcome to WCSM's General Store. So glad to have you with us here in the seventy x seven studio. I'm still struggling with that. I you do it well. I gotta catch myself I, uh, that I'm not saying 70 I times seven. And when so you
2: say it, I remember. So seventy x seven.
1: Yeah, don't forget to forgive those seventy times seven. That's yeah. what that means, and we love it. And so,
2: and it's right over my shoulder now, right? It is fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I
1: love that. That that Mike's moved that. Speaking of Mike, Mike and Carter, our producers, uh, thank you so much to them for all that they do. But most of all, thank you to you uh, for joining us every week. And uh, we couldn't do it without you, and wouldn't want to. So, uh, well, we're going to dig right in because we have got a very. I don't, we want to introduce you to this guy.
3: And then went back in, 19 for him. Here comes Riddell Jones. Three seconds, two seconds. Riddell all the way outside to Watford. Three on the way. Oh, in.
1: Um, Don Fisher is with us, and we're we're thrilled to have us
3: <laughs> Don's
1: like, where, who,
3: where, who is, where, can
1: who? I meet him? <laughs> so Don actually joined us for an episode of our radio show. Gosh, that's been five, oh. six years ago, probably. Oh,
2: Sheila. It's been a minute. It's It's been, I think it was right after the first football uh, bowl game. I, I think oh. it was more in the 08, 09, 10 area. Yeah. So yeah. it's oh, really? been a while. We've got a great picture of it. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so yeah, it's been a few years. So, thank you, first of all, for taking time to do this. We know you're very busy. We're probably cutting into your golf time.
3: Well, that's the problem. <laughs> uh... You know, it, it's really hurting today. But... <laughs> Our apologies, no. We'll make this as quick as we can. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing. People think that you're the voice of the Hoosiers, but really you're just a really good golfer.
3: <laughs> well, I'm okay. It, it, not a, no golfer thinks he's as good as, as what he wants to be. Right. Uh, that's the biggest problem with golf. But, uh, yeah. but no, I, I love playing golf, and, and we will be doing a lot of it here that the season has come to a close. Yeah.
1: So that's what I was going to ask next. Are you headed out to, to some golf? like do you what's your favorite golf course like if you could choose anywhere that you've played where would you go
3: uh, I am not a golf snob
1: oh so I you'll just play, play
3: anywhere yeah <laughs> and I played pretty much I played a place called uh Whitelick uh which is in Hendricks <laughs> County I don't know if it's still uh, open or not I mm-hmm. doubt that it is it's probably a field right there putting corn in it now <laughs> uh, because th- there's no question. I played everywhere I, yeah. I my wife and I play a lot on Sundays so do,
1: is Susie good? She play.
3: She's a decent player. For, yeah. For somebody who will never practice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but she she can hit the ball. She does not slow things down. Uh, that's the best thing about a wife who plays golf. Right. Mm-hmm. And if if we're with a another couple or something like that. Um, we, you know, we'll still ride together, that kind of thing. It's not like you, you know, we try to make it co-educational, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. But we have a good time playing. And, and, uh, but I play during the week three or four times and. Oh, wow. Awesome.
1: That's great. So who, who does inquiring minds want to know, especially me, (laughs) (laughs) who does drive the golf car?
3: Oh, I drive the golf car. Oh, you do?
1: (laughs) See, Perry lets me drive.
3: Well, if Susie wanted to drive, I guess I'd probably let her. Mm-hmm. But I think because I'm such a good driver, ah, at the golf right. course, yes. yes, I'm really, really good at it. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. and we talked about his driving. <laughs> we have, yeah. in fact, yeah. we just
1: talked about his yeah. driving. Have you ever gotten a, a ticket on the golf course driving the golf cart?
3: Uh, no. Okay.
1: How about on the highway?
3: Um, Take the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, we got You gotta. You gotta tell that. The best part of that story that you shared with us, that you, we've all gotten tickets. Have you, have all gotten t- yeah. You guys yeah. even yeah. have had tickets, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah. And you guys all know I have had the trifecta uh, within two weeks of <laughs> each other. Setting a record. Yeah, <laughs> Tennessee, Kentucky, and Indiana. In
0: um, the trifecta. In two weeks. Yeah, yeah but
1: right. in, within two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but you said you got your lead foot from your grandmother and your mother, which I love yes. that part of the story.
3: Well, um, my parents were divorced when I was Four, I guess four, and I went to live with my grandmother and grandfather for three years. Uh, my brother and I. I'm twin. My brother. Oh, my, we, my brother lives in Salt Lake City. You Utah. told me that before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was a Lutheran pastor. And he just retired about five years ago, but he still preaches like twenty Sundays a year, that kind of thing. But, yeah. But um, anyway, we we we, <laughs> we shipped off to my grandparents for three years um, until my mom remarried. And my grandmother drove my grandfather all around every place. I mean, if it was in a car, my grandfather was in the passenger side, my grandmother was driving, and she had a very heavy foot. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where you learned? They were farmers. Mm. Uh, My grandmother, I mean, you know, you go down a gravel road, and you know how that You stir up the dirt. Right. You couldn't see. You could always see where my grandmother was at if she was coming down the gravel roads near the farm because there's this huge plume of dust curling up behind the car. There she goes.
1: Now, did your grandpa ever complain about her lead foot? Nope. No,
3: not that I know of. I mean, yeah. not, not while you me. were in, not while I was in the car with him. Yeah. No, it, but she didn't, she didn't slow down because we were the car either. And there were no seat belts in those days. Oh. I remember oh, wow. gotcha. I am old. That- no. so- <laughs> I don't believe it. that's hysterical, well, but she got the, she, she had the lead foot. And then she transferred that to my mother. My mother had a lead foot and now I've got a lead foot. Wow. Wow. So
1: do you feel like you still have a lead foot? Yes. Yes.
3: <laughs> and, but I try not to be as lead-footed as I used to be, if right. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, sure, sure. Oh, yeah. But I'm a little more careful these days than I used to be because I have to be because I'm slower now than I ever have been. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking from a car perspective. <laughs> right. But, <Yeah. laughs> but, it all happens to all of us. <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. you know, you always slow down a little bit. But not and right. I And I try not to go too much over the speed limit. But I found myself today. uh, I was driving over from Edinburgh because I had an appointment over there before I came to Bloomington, and I was really going way too fast uh, (laughs) at some point. And then, and of course, I have a I have a uh, uh, detector, radar detector, radar detector. Yeah, and it's not illegal in the state of Indiana. If it was illegal, I wouldn't have one. (laughs) of course wink. Sure. believe it <laughs> wink wink you wouldn't uh, need yeah. done. Done. Yeah. Yeah. but but I, it's I, a safety device it's it right. It totally and so, is. I, so i warned I'm you com- if a police officer ahead. i'm literally on 46 <laughs> as you know and yeah. that's oh, it's not horrible exactly, it's too, it's yeah. really slow sure mm-hmm. so i sped up a little bit <sighs> and almost got nicked oh you did <laughs> i didn't get nicked but i almost got hey. nicked thank goodness for the deal so it worked Good to know. Yeah. It's it's helped me a lot. it's it yeah. your best friend. <laughs>
1: you know what? I just found out. Sidebar to that. Been uh, my youngest son is over in Cincinnati uh, taking at flight school. He's getting his pilot's license, and so I've driven over there a few times. And I use Apple Maps. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Apple Maps actually tells, tells you that you, there's a there's a area. police officer. Waze like does that in, also. Yeah. yeah, we
2: use Waze, W-A-Z-E, which I swear by. It's, yeah. it's one of the best. Do you use that, yeah. Bill? Yeah. I mean, it's it's oh, a great app. Real yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it never used, I didn't know, you know Apple. And it will ask you when you go by, is the police officer still there? Still there. Yeah. yeah, right.
3: Right. yeah. yeah <laughs> now, that's like a crowdsource
1: kind of thing. I, like people yeah. yes, where Apple themselves... I think does theirs, but in ways, it's people who are yeah, on the road, sharing, drivers sharing yes. it, reporting yes. it, right? Yeah, right. But well, good information. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, you. I want to know a police officer in the area so I can right. slow down and keep the police officer safe. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's Is all. It's that about It's all about it's safety. It's all about safety. Absolutely. What a good go. human being. Right. <laughs> thank you, right. Don. Me. <laughs> he, he gets me. Yeah. Right. Right. It's all about safety. <laughs> Absolutely. So funny.
1: Absolutely. So Don, you just had you just gave us a great segue. So really. I want to know, uh, I think we all do. We all want to know who Don Fisher is from a standpoint point of like where did you grow up and and tell us a little bit about your family. I had no idea you were a twin and and are there other siblings? So take it away.
3: Well, obviously, I grew up in Illinois, a northern northern Illinois about 100 miles west of Chicago. I was born in Mendota, which is uh, on Route 51. It's no longer 51, it's now 39 and in interstate. But it's in the northern part of the state. Uh, if you know where Rockford, Illinois is, it's about 20 miles south of Rockford. It was Rochelle, which oh, yeah. is where that's really where I grew up after I left the farm with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And we were in Rochelle from that point forward through graduation of high school. And uh, once I graduated high school, I, had, I was not the best student. In fact, I was probably one of the least best students. (laughs) Uh, I I didn't like school very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, I studied just enough to get by. Uh, Mm -hmm. Made sure that I wasn't getting flunking out on anything. I did flunk a class, but had to take junior English over. But that was because I was skipping school too much. (laughs) 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 This is the Don Fisher we want to know. (laughs) So, you know, uh, and my wife, of course, uh, uh, now would tell everybody, don't ask him about his past, <laughs> but because I was not a model human being at that time. But nevertheless, uh, uh, I graduated high school, didn't know what I wanted to do. And I've, I've said this, too. I, I've been written about several times and told people this, but I got out of high school, and really the only thing I liked was sports. I mean, mm-hmm. I loved being a part of sports. I, loved, I thought I was going to be a coach. But you have to go to college to be a coach, and I didn't want any more classes. I can tell you that, and they didn't want me either. Trust me. So, so the point the point of being, I, I started getting jobs uh, out of high school. Didn't you know? Couldn't hold. I, I could hold a job. But I didn't like any of the jobs that yeah. I was doing. I was sure. in factories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a meat packing plant for a time. Oh, wow. Um, I, I won't even tell you that story because it's grues- uh, grossome. <laughs> gruesome. Gruesome. Uh, I, I can't even speak it's about it. It, it. It's awful. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't even describe it. Yeah. At, at any rate, uh, and I, I sold magazines door-to-door, um, Worked at an insurance company that folded in three months after I was there. (laughs) So it kind of gives you an idea that I wasn't suited for a lot of different things. (laughs) I finally got a job with the railroad uh, in in Mendota, Illinois, which is where I was born. And uh, once I got that job, I I started out. um, The guy said, we're going to hire a weekend guy here in a couple of weeks, but you're going to have to work seven days for a couple of weeks here before, you know, while we look for another guy for the weekends. Well, seven months later, they found him. Oh, oh wow. I had one day off in seven Seriously? months. Oh, my. And I thought during that period of time, it was about five months in, this is not what I want to do with <laughs> the rest of my life. <laughs> so I basically, I'm sitting at the depot one night, and my shift was 9 o'clock at night till 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Which is even even more unbearable because you had no social life whatsoever. Oh, yeah. I did have a bunch of friends that would come to the railroad depot, and pick me up, and take me out to Ziegler's uh, restaurant. We would go out and eat at one o'clock in the morning or something like that. You know, right. we'd do that every weekend or something. But sure. At any rate, it was just a boring job. It wasn't a great job by any stretch of the imagination, but it paid probably two thirty four, two thirty five an hour, which at that time for me yeah. uh, was decent money. Yeah. Mm. So and
1: how really, old were you at this point?
3: Let's see. I was nineteen. Okay. So, uh, actually, I was I was closing in on twenty, but I was it was about I was still nineteen at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the depot one night, and I have a sack lunch that I packed, and I'm sitting there reading a sport magazine. And on the back inside cover of this magazine was an ad that said, and it was full page. It said, "How would you like to be a sportscaster?" <gasps> and I looked at this thing, and I'm sitting there going, "Man, I love sports." I, the, you know, I think I might be able to do that. Really? So I applied to Career Academy in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, it was a home correspondence course. Oh. Home correspondence. <laughs> what you did was you paid them $845. They sent you 20 record albums with your lessons on the record albums. They sent you a tape recorder that probably cost them $24. <laughs> And it was uh, three and three-quarters speed. Anybody that's been in our business uh, for a long time, and you probably don't know this, but there's there's a recorder that actually cor- records at three and three-quarters speed, which is really slow. At any rate, but that was the kind of recorder they sent you. And then you do your lessons. They had a workbook with it. They do your lessons uh, uh, in the workbook, and then you would also record... The things that they were trying to get you to learn how to how to inflect your voice Mm -hmm. commercials uh newscasts uh those kinds of things how to enunciate verbiage Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing everything that they taught you was very basic fundamental stuff that you a lot of it you learned in high school for heaven's sakes but nevertheless you were now responsible for putting it on tape and you know doing it so You'd send those send those uh, tapes into the to Career Academy, and they would critique the tapes, and then they'd send them back to you with all their critique on the tape as well. So that's how you that's how I started out in this business. And at the same time that I started this Career Academy program, I went up to the local radio station. We had a, a small FM radio station in our town, and I walked in there and I said, um, I talked. I said, "Can I see the program director?" And they said, "Sure." So a guy named Art Mann came out, introduced himself, and said, uh, what what can we do for you? And I I said, well, I'm going to get into this radio business. I want to be a sportscaster. He says, well, a lot of people want to do that. He said, but you're going to have to do a lot of other things in small-town radio if you want to be uh, in this business. Mm -hmm. And so I I said, well, what can I do here? Can I watch you guys? Can I sit in and see what you're doing, how are you doing it, that type of thing? And they said, sure. So I became their gopher. I literally, like clear, uh, UP, uh, this is old stuff now, Associated Press Wires. yeah. And yeah. Uh, at that time, I'm oh. trying to remember what they even the named it. United Press or UTI. International, UPS, wow. UPI, I mean. Yeah. wow. Um, so there were wires that came in and had newscasts on them and things right. like that. And you tore them up, handed them to the announcer, and he would read, you know, he'd do his newscast based off those things. So at any rate, I'm watching these guys and learning from them, uh, just how they did and how they ran about the radio station and how they did their work and that kind of thing. That's, that's how I got started. And then about halfway through, and I'd made a friend right away, a guy named Chuck Kenworthy, who was the morning announcer there. And he, he said, uh, I'm going to leave here. I'm, I want to get into TV. And he says, I, I want to leave here. But he says, I'm not going to stay in Mendota, Illinois, not find a job. I'm not going to find anything in TV in here. So he ends up going to a station in DeKalb, Illinois, where Northern Illinois University is. And he was there for about three months. And while I'm doing, I'm about halfway through this deal with the Career Academy. And I call him up one day, and he's not there. And I asked the secretary, I said, well, where is he at? And he said, well, he left the station. He's gone to Butte, Montana. Oh. I said, Butte, Montana? What's he going to do out there? He said, well, he wants to get into TV, and there's a radio station out there that's in cahoots with the television station, and he thinks that he can move from the radio to the TV, and that's how he's going to get a TV job, so hmm. so he gave me his phone number, so I called him up, and I said, why Butte, Montana? He told me the same thing the secretary did. I want to get into TV. <laughs> he says, incidentally, you might be interested in this. He says, they're looking for a nighttime DJ here. No, <gasps> I said... Well, I'm just starting out. I'm halfway through these lessons. I said, <laughs> I have never been on the air yet. I said, you're telling me that there's a job available and I might be able to get it. And he goes, it's a possibility.
1: Wow! Wow!
3: So I ended up, I ended up hanging up the phone, uh, basically thinking, do I want to go to Butte, Montana? Because he told me, he says if you want to, if you want to get a job here, he says I'll put your name in, but he said at the same time you're probably going to have to come out here and get an interview. Sure. I said Butte, Montana, from Mendota, Illinois. Right? <laughs> how far is that? About seventeen hundred miles. <laughs> it's right down the street. Yeah. It's afternoon. <laughs> I said, "Well, how am I going to get to Butte, Montana? I work for the railroad." <gasps> oh, there uh, we go. So. I took uh-huh. a 48-hour train trip to Butte, Montana Seriously? to be interviewed Seriously. because I had to get an interview to, to yeah. get the job. Yeah. So I went to Butte, Montana on a train. The last, the last 500 or 600 miles of it, there were two passenger cars on the back of a freight train. And I was, I was the only person on, the, on that car. So anyway, I got to Butte, Montana. I interviewed for the job. I said, there's no way I'm going to get hired. I, I don't know enough about this business at this point. I, I take the train back to <laughs> Illinois. Uh, I'm sitting there like three days, and Chuck Kenworthy calls me up, and he goes, It job's yours if you want it. <gasps> oh! I said, how is that possible? He says, well, here's the deal. He says, you start out at 9 until midnight. You're a DJ. From midnight to three o'clock, you're the janitor. (laughs) (laughs) I said, Well, what happens after three o'clock? Now you're the farm director. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, I got to, I went to Butte, Montana, and I got my first job in radio.
1: Don't go anywhere, you don't want to miss this on the general store.
4: your local farmer's insurance agent, Christine Flynn, put her experience to work for you. Christine Flynn proudly serves Monroe, Lawrence, and Greene County families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call Christine Flynn at 812-822-2905 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's Christine Flynn at 812-822-2905. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
0: We are
4: farmers. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, Fire, Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Buy Now Closeouts, located at 3478 West 3rd Street in Bloomington. Buy Now Closeouts has everything you could possibly need for a remodel or new build. Vanities, sinks, faucets, in a wide selection of all shapes and sizes. Washers, dryers, cabinets... Fixtures? Everything at discount prices. Gas ranges, electric stovetops, huge slashes on name brand items. Need flooring? You'll find stacks of it. Everything you need for your bathroom, kitchen, and dining areas. Buy Now Closeouts. You've got to check this out before you go anywhere else. New items arriving weekly and our inventory changes all the time. So stop in and see what's in stock for you. Buy now closeouts at 3478 West 3rd Street behind Crew Car Wash. Don't buy later, buy now.
0: Technology has become more complicated and is becoming more cost prohibitive to hire the in house talent that you need to keep your business secure and running smoothly. The AME Group can help. Outsourcing the management of your business technology gives you access to a broad range of technical expertise for less than hiring directly. AME offers managed IT services including proactive monitoring, preventative maintenance, software management, device management, and 24-7 network support to keep your technology consistent and reliable. The AME Group has been servicing the local area for over 35 years. Give Orion a call at 812 320 0389 for a free on site assessment for your business today.
1: Welcome back to WCSM's General Store with our very special guest, Don Fisher. We've been uh, hearing the incredible story about how Don actually got into sports broadcasting unbelievable story Um, if you're just joining you need to rewind and watch the the first segment so here we are for the second segment and so Don you left Butte ended back up in uh, Illinois but ultimately what how did you end up at IU like was it another one of those instances where there was a um, like a job posting or how did that happen
3: well, I was working at Terre Haute for two and a half years, 70 to 72, three football seasons, two basketball seasons. And the radio station at the end of the third football season said, we're changing our format. We had done all our play by play. I was doing 175 games a year in uh, Terre Haute. I mean, it was the best time of my life in the sense of just doing play by play. But I was doing so much of it that, that, and and finally, the the new owner that came into the radio station wanted to change the FM side to a music-intensive format, which is what everybody was doing at that time. So, at any rate, um, I said, well, what happens to me after football's over with? He said, we can stay as an announcer, but we're not going to do play-by-play anymore in the AM. And I said, well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. So I ended up calling the GM at the radio station I'd worked at in Ottawa, Illinois, where I got my first sports casting job. And I called him up and I said, uh, Jim, uh, you guys got anything open here for this winter? <laughs> because literally it's at the end of football. It's in the end of November and there are no sports casting jobs out there. And he said, I can bring you here. We got a, a high school kid doing our play-by-play. He's not bad but he said uh, he needs some training and he needs somebody to work with him. And I said, okay. And he said, uh, you can do play-by-play and you can sell. Well, I have never sold in my life either. So, But it's something else that, you know, you're going to take something on, you do what you got to do. Right. And that's what I did. And I wasn't great at it, but at least I sold enough sports ads that, uh, that it, <laughs> so, it solved the problem for a while for that radio station. At any rate, I got back to Ottawa, Illinois. And did, I was working there, and in the spring, I started looking for jobs. My old boss in Terre Haute calls me up one day, and he says, uh, have you applied for the job at uh, Indiana University? And I said, what are you talking about? He says, well, we, there's an opening there. for They're actually uh, hiring in, uh, a radio station in Indianapolis for a guy to be the exclusive play-by-play voice of Indiana University football and basketball. Wow. I said, Really? I said, how long did that job not open? He says, probably about a month and a half. I said, well, I got no chance of getting that thing, you know. Um, So he says, I know the general manager there. He says, don't know him well, but he says, I'll call him up and see if they're still taking tapes and resumes. So he called him up. He calls me back. He says, yeah, they're still taking tapes and resumes. That's the good news. I said, so there's bad news? (laughs) He goes, yeah, there's 275 other guys that have applied for the job. Wow. Wow. He literally told me that. And I said, well, I've got no chance. He says, no, he says he'll take your tape and resume. So I sent a tape and a resume, and literally about a month later, what even a month, it was about two and a half, three weeks, I get a phone call, and the radio station, uh, the program director, a guy named Bill Robinson, called me up, and he said, "Uh, we'd like to interview interview you for the sportscasting (laughs) position we have here at WIRE and the play-by-play voice of IU. I said, okay. So I went to Indianapolis, I said, uh, I went to the radio station, I interviewed for the job, I went back home, and I thought, there's no chance I'm going to get this gig. There's no, I mean, I'm the last guy, probably, that they've interviewed. And uh, lo and behold, two and a half weeks later, they call me up and they say, uh, you're the guy we'd like to hire for Play by play for IU. The good lords, uh, got a hand <laughs> on your shoulder when that happens. You betcha. You.
4: You.
3: At any rate, uh, that's how I got the gig, and now they can't shoehorn my butt out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fifty years there. later, uh, congratulations! Yes. By the way, on yeah. that mile, uh, milestone it. and and um, all of the others, but I want to get back to the fact that you have a twin brother. <laughs> I mean, it's great that you know the Hall of Fames and all that stuff, yeah. Tom, but let's talk more about <laughs> let's it. Talk about your twin but Uh-oh. I, I didn't We like focus so, on the important thing. Right? <laughs> exactly. So I like talking about family. So you have a twin brother, mm-hmm. and. Um, we all guessed his name. I was going to go with Dan. You said Dean. Dean. What uh-huh. was your guess? I didn't have one. You didn't have? Do you have a... <laughs> I, I and what was your actual? What's your brother's actual name? Dave. It's Dave. Now, Dave. is it just the two of you?
3: Yeah, we are. We are the only uh, uh, true family that my mom and and stepfather, or my mom and real dad, had. Okay. But my stepfather and my mom adopted a boy and a girl. Oh. A girl first, and then the boy. Um... And unfortunately, the the young lady has passed away. Uh, but she passed away a couple of years ago. But mm-hmm. the the other adopted son is still alive okay but anyway uh yes uh, so we've got two i've got another adopted brother from my dad's oh, okay my real, my real father's uh first uh, second marriage okay they adopted a kid too so okay so i've got two adopted brothers that are still alive
1: okay very nice. and so uh your brother your twin brother dave and you you said moved in with your grandparents at right. about the time you were four and mm-hmm. stayed till you were about seven right did you do some farm work was that part of your
3: absolutely your
1: room and board
3: well i my dad was a farmer and okay. farmed his whole life on the exact same farm before he passed away at 87. Oh. Uh, he literally lived on the same place his entire life. Um, wow. And it was a great little farm and, and loved it there. And we'd go there every summer and work and bale hay and yeah, do the chores and milk cows and uh, you know castrate pigs and all kinds. Oh, of good that's stuff, I know. love
1: that, Don. I mean, I always liked you, but now I really like you. I didn't know you were a farm boy.
3: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we weren't there all the time. I well, mean, sure, we lived in Rochelle, but that's my, your
1: your foundation. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, wonderful. Exactly. That's pretty cool. So, um, so your brother um, is out west now.
3: He's in Salt Lake City, Utah. He was a he's a pastor. He's a Lutheran pastor. Uh, he literally started, um, he was in Concordia, uh, Concordia College in St. Paul, Missouri for three years. Then he went to Seward, Nebraska for his uh, BA, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then he went to seminary for four, four years. Okay. And then he had a vicarage year in California. He went to New Jersey, at Boundbrook, New Jersey for a church there for four years. He got a call from this church in Salt Lake City. He went there and that's where he still lives. He's so been there ever since. Yep. He's, he's retired. But, uh, like I said earlier, before we were on air, uh, he's probably, co- uh, pre- preached preach 20, 20, different sermons at 20 different churches over the last year. I mean, he is in high demand in, in regard to subbing in for people. He's a great preacher. That's wow.
1: awesome. i'm gonna go look him up on YouTube. there might be some sermons out there i love that what a great great story yeah so um you had a question you wanted to ask yeah it was
2: more of a mystery i needed you to solve oh okay if if you would it it, uh, call me sherlock it's uh (laughs) well you got the hat on for that so um uh 1987 was a big year Yep. A, a My senior been, year in I your knew. career, yes, of course, it's about Mark. <laughs> but uh, I, I knew you were going yeah, to. Oh, bad. I was, I totally was. Um, so, so it was national championship year, yep. and then and then the two national championships prior to that. And we talked a bit, a little bit about this in our tribute. That you don't want me to say tribute, but in our show I that don't. we okay. So sorry, um, we mentioned
1: him in a previous we, episode. We, we mentioned yeah. him. Right. A few right. times,
2: fleeting. Anyway. Um, You had helped produce and narrate albums. Uh, in uh, as a tribute to those years, right? 76 and 81, yes. yes. And in fact, if if I could just... Oh, no, you me, don't. Give me, give me just a second. Yeah, I, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we <So> go. <laughs> I've got just a couple things that I, I would really love for you this to... Is,
1: you're going to have him autograph them?
2: Well, it's what's funny about that. One already has his autograph on it, so, <laughs> so <I'm> gonna, <laughs> this one <laughs> I'm going to put this one up in front of the camera. And Mike and Carter, can you... Can you guys see that? Okay, okay, okay. And then, so that is the 1976. That was my team. I oh, love um, that team. That's the 1976, and you signed the back of this. Yeah, this, I hope I hope, well, nobody, I hope ex- the
3: camera cannot pan in on that <laughs> okay, picture.
2: Look at it. right here is a young man. <laughs> so, so, and then this, and then the 1981 has your picture on the back. This is the front of it here. And then it has your picture on the bag. Now, do you still have this sport coat? Yeah, we wanted- I do
3: not. <laughs> oh, trust me, if I did still have it, my wife would have probably okay. hit. Okay. Okay.
2: Now now clearly these were the days before Carter got a hold of your hair. I can see that. That is true. Right? Okay, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Because you changed some hairstyle. So but this is these are the albums and, and I can feel myself getting a little you nervous. I, mean? I, I yeah. am. I am. I am the ten year old boy who ran a needle through this album. Yeah. And, and and I don't know if you know this or not, but I was the leading scorer on Red Hill Road in my <laughs> my bedroom for the nerfly yeah. of one on none as I would <laughs> I would I would do everything that I could to emulate what you were saying on the radio. Uh. So I guess the mystery comes back is and you've probably been asked this several times, why didn't we do one for
3: eighty seven? Well, we in 1976, a company called Fleetwood Records produced that album. The 76, uh, uh, all the all the all the material from the 76 season was shipped out to Boston, Massachusetts, to this Fleetwood Records company, and they produced the album based on my tapes uh, that we had made of the broadcasts. Um, what they did at that time is they took those tapes and they ran them through their equipment and they didn't have the same speed on those if you ever listen to that album there are parts of it that sound make bob knight sound like mickey mouse almost. <laughs> it's not not i mean it's not quite that bad but it's not bob knight it doesn't sound like bob knight yeah. and Marty, my play by play doesn't sound like don fisher it sounds like some you know some yeah it's too fast or okay. too slow that kind of thing okay so it wasn't perfectly done and we thought Goodness gracious, we could have done a better job of that if we'd have produced it ourselves. So yeah. in 1981, I had an assistant I hired in 1979 named John Minko, and he is just a great guy. He was the very first, one of the very first people ever hired at WFAN Radio in New York City, the first all-sports radio station. See. And he was hired there after he left us in 1986, At well, uh, I think it was 86. Uh, to go out there but John was with me at that time and we put together the tapes and and the play-by-play and all that kind of stuff for that album but it took us forever and it took a long time to get it done and by the time we got it done it was almost eight months later after the season had ended and it wasn't going to sell very well at that point I mean a lot of people would buy it but and they, yeah. I mean, there, there were a lot of people did. There were a lot of people who did, but yeah. it wasn't that. It wasn't okay. a big deal. And we we, it was like a thirty, uh, probably about a fifty hour deal. Yeah. To, wow. to put it, the whole thing together, and it took us a long time to do it. Yeah. And I said, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Uh, and and literally, okay. that's why we didn't do one in '87.
2: So you're saying you're not gonna do it?
3: No. <laughs> Still not it. Okay.
1: We're not there's no all hope right, there. If right, somebody gonna, if
3: somebody's I gonna do it, it's gonna be somebody besides me. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Well, so- I uh, it was a pleasure
2: uh, like I said, running a needle through those albums. It was lots lots of memories. I can literally put it on in front of my boys now and tell them what's coming up and i said oh there's going to be some music here there's going to be a little guitar and everything so it's it's a lot of fun and and uh, i'm going to be giving mike some of that footage and and hopefully he'll be able to to put it on on the show
3: so so my question is is that album still work it does i i put does it on there it? last night sure does because if you didn't have one i could get you another one <laughs> i appreciate that there are plenty left <laughs> you got limited supply in the nobody else bought them so i got them all no i don't have that many, but i got i got i got a i got a stash
2: i got
1: that's you. pretty cool though the don fisher's on vinyl mm-hmm. oh i mean that's classic yeah, yeah. That <laughs> good really good is. stuff
2: and my kids are vinyl crazy so when they saw those albums yeah yeah well, were, how much
0: has them. the technology changed for you from the time i mean it's amazing isn't it
3: thank goodness i don't have to engineer my yeah. broadcast anymore because yeah. it's 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 dramatically different it's nothing like it used to be we used to we used to order a telephone line and mm-hmm. it had a what they called a voice coupler on it and, and literally what you know the plungers that go down when you put the phone on mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. handle of yes. phone down uh, you take that uh, that off you dial up the radio station mm-hmm. uh, they say we got you you plug in this little thing that, that sat on the side of the phone and it's called a voice coupler. And then you'd pull up the one of the plungers on the one side that the plunger would come up on. And then you were on the air. Yeah. Right through through the phone. Through a piece of, you know, you have to have an amplifier, you know, a piece of equipment there to, for the microphones and that kind of thing. But literally it was a, you know, you could put, you could put it on this little table here, all the equipment they had to have to get on the air. And now, I mean, we, we still have small amounts of air area that you can put equipment on, but the technology that's involved is just ridiculous. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not a guy that te- – I, <laughs> I, I told you already I wasn't yeah. a good student at school. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, I'm not a good student of how to put together this whole thing, and right. I, technology and is beyond me. I can too. attest that you
2: fought it for a while because I, I was with you a couple of games, and I remember you you popped the, tape, you popped the cassette in.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> exactly. this is like I, – I think it was 08, and nine, I thought, yep, classic classic <laughs> Don right there. So yeah. Well, see, I still won't use – I hate headsets that we're wearing headsets right now
1: i don't need they make your ears. i want want earbuds yeah because
3: then my 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 ears just my right right now you could take a towel and wipe off my ears yeah Yeah. because i i just sweat in these things and i don't like them yeah um I don't. I don't necessarily like earbuds either, but they're better than this. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody get this man's earbuds, please. Yeah. Everybody everybody else has headsets with a microphone on it. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. So I've got a stand-up microphone. I got a literally straight stick microphone that I have on a stand. And that's how I do the broadcasting, and I get laughed at every place I go, and I don't care.
1: And I don't care, because I'm Don Fisher. Hey, stay close. We're going to take one more quick little break, and we'll be right back to wrap things up on The General Store with our very special guest, Don Fisher.
3: has come in. Got him Jumping up and down. Listen, look at him. Embrace Harold Andrews and Bobby Knight. Isaiah Thomas in backcourt. Right side to Risley. Into Isaiah. Down to the baseline. Back out he comes. Isaiah on the dribble and a foul. We're down to 51 seconds to go and the celebration begins. We're down to 9 seconds to go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right, welcome back for this special edition of WCSM's General Store with our very special guest, Don Fisher. Just so, so thankful for you, Don. Um, we we all consider you a friend. We've all known you in different aspects. I'm so thankful uh, that we um, met through Terry Hepner, which is probably one of your favorite coaches. That
3: you, no question, yeah,
1: that you had to, uh, opportunity to work with. Um, and so it just, it's just great to be able to sit and talk with you, uh, not so much about IU sports, but it's really been fun to get to know Don Fisher, the man. And mm-hmm. um, thank you for sharing your life and some stories like that with us. Uh, but, and before we wrap up, I, I do want to um, give you the opportunity, because I, I think we all would like to hear your answer, um, not necessarily IU, but through your whole career as a broadcaster from butte montana to current day what is maybe something that you um experienced or learned or a game or a coach or something that kind of stands i know there's a lot of moments but do you have some favorite memories about all those
2: besides this podcast on yeah Not right absolutely. sure sure absolutely but aside absolutely. from that
3: yeah. goes without saying Okay. And, and, and besides
1: being in the median with When you're in the car with with somebody, yeah, Yeah. driving back.
3: With my boy here? Yeah. 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 Right. Right. (laughs) It may be the only time you tried to hit a brake. (laughs) You were trying to slow down, but he was driving? It wasn't just one time. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm sorry, Don. My apologies. We we did have a good time. We we did. We had a great time. (laughs) We lived. (laughs) Well, you know, I did have heart (laughs) (laughs)
2: palpitations. Other than that. It was good.
3: No, uh, you know, that's a hard question to answer sure. because I've had so many great moments through yeah. the years with Indiana, yeah. both football and basketball, and and just in my career. I mean, there's so many people that you meet. Sure. Uh, there's so many uh, opportunities to be a part of something that, that maybe a lot of other people aren't a part of. Um and, and, and the greatest thing about my job is that I've been on a college campus for 50 plus years now because I was in Terre Haute for two and a half years and did play by play at Indiana yeah. State. So I had, I've been able to, uh, without going to college, yeah. uh, be a part of college athletics for 52 and a half years. And, and it's been the greatest. A part of my life. I mean, yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things from a career standpoint you can that stand out to you, but uh, most importantly, um, your family. Yeah, and my, I raised my four boys. My uh, third son, Scott, is going to be the new football coach here at Edgewood. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I- Know that? Yep, he just got the job here about a week and a half.
1: Congratulations, ago. Yeah. that's exciting. Now, where's he coming in from?
3: He's in Indianapolis. Okay, he's been a freshman coach for the last couple of years at Franklin Central. But
1: fantastic. He's
3: been a head coach. He's been an assistant coach for the last. He he. It took him ten years to get through college. Uh, the reason was because the old man decided he wasn't going to pay for him anymore after he and his brother came to IU and never saw the classroom that year. Yeah. Uh, You'll have that. Oh, you wanted uh, him to go to class. I, I thought it was important. Uh, oh, okay. At that oh, time, right, right. I right. did. Okay, but but uh, they eventually Scott, did. Scott sure. Scott is a, a really good football coach. You're going to like him. Uh, He's got a tremendous personality. He's the most social of all my boys. Uh, This boy knows how to talk and never stops. Um, Where did you
0: get that from? I have
1: no idea. Uh (laughs) Must be his mother, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah.
3: But he he is really a good football coach, and I can't wait for you guys to meet him and and be uh, see what he's all about. Awesome, yeah, that's um, awesome. It, and the kids the kids here will love him. They absolutely. That
1: will. is so exciting. I had I knew they hired a new coach. Yeah. I didn't know that was your son. That's so cool.
3: Yeah. And the other boys um, and my son Chad lives out in Idaho, uh, has uh, three kids out there, and. Um, a beautiful family and and loves that part of the country, loves that lifestyle. I mean, he lives in a primitive world out there in relation to what yeah. you're looking at here in Indiana. Um, it's just different. And, and what does he do? He works for a company that makes... Uh, i can't explain exactly explain it but it, it's a company that makes all kinds of different kinds of materials okay and he is like a logistics guy for oh, the okay. company mm-hmm. so i don't even i really don't understand you, all you just know he's gainfully employed he's gainfully employed yeah. he's got a good job <laughs> he's off of your payroll yeah. that's all that matters <laughs> Exactly. He lives he, in a beautiful part of the yeah. country mm-hmm. he does yeah. and and he he's doing well and uh my son pat who's my second son he lives in Indianapolis. He lives in Greenwood, actually. Uh, he works for a roofing company. My third son, Matt, likewise, uh, and he's been a uh, also a logistics type guy and I and a director of operations for a company up there. And then, uh, like I said, my uh, youngest son, Matt, uh, <laughs> he's gone through a lot of tough times, and he's handling them really, really well. He's a great dad. Uh, all these, I'm just so proud of my boys. Yeah. I oh, mean, that's so great wonderful. That's and the and most eight. important thing, yeah, family. Absolutely. You're exactly right. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And so. I love that you took my question, and that's where you ended it yeah. with, with family, because that cause that's, is what matters. Right. Well, so, how many grandkids do you have?
3: Twelve fantastic yep. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. and do
1: you get to see them often
3: all of them with the exception of, of the three out in Idaho I don't hope. get to see them near as often as I'd like and sure. we've got a granddaughter that lives in Germany so she we oh, don't wow. get to see her a lot either but we try to bring her back every two or three years and sure so that she can see the kids and the rest of the kids and their, her cousins and all that kind right. of thing so nice. yep
1: Yet any of them have aspirations of being in radio or broadcasting they or? all
3: they have been warned about it <laughs> <laughs> you said don't do it fair enough no they they, none of them are in radio that kind of thing um like i said scott scott could be in radio he he can talk uh and, and he's a he's really a good good teacher and a okay. terrific football coach i think like i said i think you're going to like him and so I is he coming well.
1: into edgewood as a teacher as well as an educator
3: uh he will be here as a uh, my understanding is he will be a teacher here at edgewood high school yeah. he will be in the building uh, and he's going to hire a coaching staff. He would like a lot of those guys to be in the building too. I know that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one of the things he said. He hopes he can make that happen. Mm-hmm. And his wife is a, a school teacher. They oh. both were at Orchard School, the private school up in Indianapolis on the north side. For she's been there for mm, 25, 30 years now, close to 30. And uh, he was there for a short time, but he's been at a lot of different schools as coaches move around. Yes, you know, sure. uh, he's got three state championship rings at wow. different wow. schools he's been at. Awesome. Um, I'm talking about as an assistant, not sure, as a head sure. coach, that's, but that's he's yeah. he wanted to be Part a head coach. His yeah. last few years, he's been watching his own son play. Um, he's been at Chittard. His son has been at Chittard. He was there for a while. He's also been at Franklin Central as a freshman coach and um his teams have had a lot of success, but more importantly, he wanted to see his son play uh, at Chattard and they won the state championship two of the three years he's played.
4: Amazing. Wow. Um, nice.
3: And uh, so, anyway, he's going to DePaul. That's amazing. We're proud of him, too. Oh, so. That is yep. so
1: awesome. Well, gosh, Don, thank you so much. It's good. um to know Don Fisher, the proud father and proud <laughs> grandfather. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, that just makes me love you any even more. I'm just so thankful. Thanks, Susie, for us for letting you uh, come hang out with us knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> and um, w- we just appreciate you so much, um, not only for what you're known for but for just and you're just going to have to take this compliment just sit there and take it just take it because we're so thankful for you (laughs) (laughs) you're just such a great human and um we're just really blessed we were just talking the other day that you know who else gets uh uh, the voice of their um school doing both football and basketball it's Mm -hmm. not not common.
3: Well, a lot of a lot of teams in the Big Ten do have guys that do both, which is surprising because a lot of the time these days they hire a guy for football, yeah. they hire a guy for basketball. Mm-hmm. There are several, and we get together the 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 broadcast guys that I that I uh, am a part of, the colleagues, so to speak, in the Big Ten. We have a golf tournament every so. Oh,
1: fantastic! Wow.
3: So we're going to get together in May, and this year we're doing it here in Bloomington. So
1: that's Very awesome. Nice. It's
3: cool.
2: Well, what I like to say about Don is, I think he emulates everything a Huger is absolutely he, he even though he's not a native huser we're claiming him all the way <laughs> absolutely and sure. I, if anybody could represent
3: indiana university this is the guy we want to do it i right. appreciate it thank you
1: Martin. absolutely yeah. god bless you don and thank you many many more years of success and and golfing and family <laughs> events and all the things we wish you all the best uh, for sure tell yes. susie we said hello i appreciate it thank you. and thank you so much for coming we're so thankful for don fisher and for him being a guest today we're thankful for you yeah. uh please uh, join us next week it's if it's the lord's will we'll do it all again on friday at wcsm's general store thanks for joining us